Hey everyone, it's Bill Bodkin, host of the Breakcast and the editor-in-chief of PopBreak.com. Welcome to the second half of our fall movie podcast. This one will cover the months of November and December. Uh, if you go into the podcast section of Pop-Break.com, you will find our first uh part of the uh, podcast. Uh, this was a very long podcast. We recorded this over Labor Day weekend, so there may be some movies that have shifted around a little bit. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Follow popbreak.com on Twitter at popbreak.com, all spelled out, forward slash popbreak.com, uh, all spelled out on Facebook. And you can follow us, as always, on our site, pop-break.com. Thanks. We are moving on. We're moving into November. November. So this is really where uh, the, the awards the awards movies are in full swing. And, yeah, I, I see what you see. We have two. No, I'm not we, we got a lot of big ones on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so this is the weekend of November 4th. Uh, and we're going to start out with a non-Oscar one. Uh, Trolls, which is getting slammed by critics. And no one's loving this movie. Really? People have already like, oh, my God. I just saw one of the actors in it, Russell Brand. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. It'll do well. It'll do. I'm sure it'll do all right. I don't know about that. Oh well, I don't really care then. <laughs> I mean, I don't care that much to really <laughs> dive into it that much. It's a friggin' Justin Timberlake you're, movie. You're, you're not going to get bent out of shape about a trolls debate, I guess. No, the only person I like in this movie is uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Ron Funches. He's a stand-up comic. He's really cool. I like him. I talk. Oh, about James him. Gordon. Doesn't he have a show? Yeah, yeah, dude. He's the Late Late Show. I, I know, I know. I oh, just... you're just you're being that guy. Uh, okay, so moving on. I'm sorry, can I put my cursor back? Hacksaw Ridge. This is a movie you talk about at length in your um, in your column, which is currently up on PopBreak.com. For those who don't know, this is a war movie directed by the always controversial Mel Gibson and starring the always bland. There's a lot of bland ass people in this movie. I, I, I talk about it in the article, yikes. and I, I I theorize. I'm kind of curious to see what you, what you think about this. I theorize that maybe some people turn down Mr. Mel Gibson. Do you do you think there's do you think that could be true at all? Yeah, that like, there are people who are just a little little nervous about working with him. I feel like maybe because I I don't know. I just feel like they like is are we still hung up on that? Like because I mean that's so long ago at this point. Well, well, but, but no, I but, feel like the rel- I think that the why... rel- the relevance of it might be the problem. No, 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 no. But that but that's the thing is I I agree with you that I think see I do think people moved on from it. But now that he has a movie coming out, I think it will be brought up again. I mean, if you remember last year at the Golden Globes when he came out for to present Mad Max as a Best Picture nominee. It was it was a little awkward. I well, know maybe it was awkward because of Ricky Gervais, but uh, I, there was kind of like you could feel it in the crowd that there was kind of a well, weird think, reaction well, when he walked out. Well, because I think a lot of people were like, uh, "Is he gonna like just lose his mind again?" Because no, he's 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 a he's a loose cannon. But I mean, this cast man like is about as uninspiring as possible. You got Teresa. Well, but, but, well, not, now except except for the lead though, who is very good. I, I like Andrew Garfield. I think I think the guy is a really good actor, and he, I think he's. he's I've, coming, seen him, he's, I've seen him in a lot of good off, stuff. He's coming off a huge. He took a huge blow to his career with Spider, the last Spider Man. He really did. Ouch. I feel like nobody, I feel like nobody blames him for that. I feel like I feel like he. I feel like they do. I feel like he's he's like he was the hot young guy that all of a sudden it's like, uh, where is he now? You know. He's, okay, but but I think he's gonna be one of those guys. Like, look, are there gonna be people who are going to be 
cautious about giving him a big studio role. Yes. Maybe. Okay, fine. But I think he's always going to be approached to do good indie work or kind of middle of the road work. See, like, I, think, I agree I think with he, you. He's a very, I think he's I think doing a Martin actor. Scorsese film next. Well, uh, and then he was in also a, a really mo- a movie that I, you know I championed last year, 99 Homes, which got rave reviews. Look, the guy is exceptionally talented. No, he's I don't done, think, he's done I don't good think work. anybody blames him for Spider-Man. He, I, I he think does good he's... work, but I, here's my concerns. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sam Worthington. Oh, oh, a guy I'm I've talked about it. done yet. Luke Bracey, the heartthrob from the Point Break remake, and his Point Break <laughs> co-star, Kristen Stewart Jr., Teresa Palmer, who has little to no charisma. You, you can't think clearly because he was in the Point Break no, movie. Dude, but having no, said no, that, Luke Bracey, Bracey is, not, he's not, is not a bastion of talent. He I is agree. not. I, I don't care if they're in Point Break. He's just not good. Then, I mean, you've got Hugh Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Hugh the Weaving, I think, is always solid. I mean, uh, Vince, right. Vaughn, not, Vince I, Vaughn could surprise people and be awesome in this movie. I agree. I agree. No, to, I'm definitely on the. I'm definitely on the Vince Vaughn. Can okay. be a good. Dramatic I'm going to compare this movie to a movie from last year, maybe two years ago, um, and you're going to laugh when I say it. But just right, follow, follow my logic. This reminds me of a Exodus Gods and Kings type movie. Why? No. Follow me on my logic. How I go saw ahead. it, it was. There was definitely potential there. Like this has all the trappings of an Oscar movie, but when it comes down to the end of the day, it just wasn't there. Well, we just I have like a different Mel opinion on Exodus because no, 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 I, I thought dude, that I movie looked like garbage when I saw the first trailer, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, Mel Gibson is a good director. I thought Apocalypto is a highly underrated film. Oh, he's a phenomenal. I mean, look, look. I didn't watch the Passion let's, of let's, Christ. Let's just look objectively about this. For I mean, let's really talk objectively about Mr. Mel Gibson for a minute. Sure. The guy knows how to direct a damn movie. I mean, this is, he, he is a, he's a extremely talented director. He knows how to piece together a film. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I'm not, we don't need to waste time talking about Braveheart. I mean, Braveheart speaks for itself. Yes. So look, I, I, so I think that the trailer, this was a near miss on my top 10. I think it looked just be, and it's only because like we talked about earlier with the cast, very kind of, I mean, this is my impression of the cast aside from Andrew Garfield and Vince Vaughn. See, this is a movie I think that's. Really but I think the that, movie looks good. If this movie gets positive reviews, you're going to see people flock to it, and it's a forty million dollar budget, and it could definitely make its money back. If this movie becomes a critical darling with Oscar ramifications, even if it doesn't win. This movie it will be a hit, and this will be what put Mel what puts Mel Gibson back on the map. Okay, in, but in do a you agree? So, uh, so I'm gonna guess that you're gonna disagree with me a little bit in the contention that I make in my fall preview article, which is I basically said that Hacksaw Ridge for it to get awards consideration, it has to be like the greatest movie ever made. No, I don't. I think I, th- I think it okay. has to be Go very good because okay. war movies, in my opinion. Do generally do well around award season, and I think people like the hate has gone. Like, kind of go back to fantasy sports. The hate has gone so far on Mel Gibson that if he delivers a very good movie, people are going to be astonished. And Bill, you're talking about the age of social media. Can you imagine that morning when they read off Oscar nominees and they say best director nominees? 
Mel Gibson. There is going to be uncomfortable hisses in that room. I don't think he'll get the nomination, maybe. But I think, like, if he's directing it, maybe he gets the Best Picture nomination, maybe he gets some acting, maybe he gets writing. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, hey. But they're not even, when 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 you watch the trailer, they're not even marketing as, you know what they say? From the director of Braveheart, they're not putting his name. They didn't put right, his name but on. But they're they're hedging their bets. But if no, if their bets pay off, Mel Gibson, will, there will be a comeback. A and, and he'll have to do a lot of more apologizing. But there could be this potentially could be if it doesn't. If this isn't a good movie, Mel Gibson will be status quo. It will go away. He, he, will, he go. will be exactly where he is. There's no I, he will not move I, forward or backward. And here but do you think he's going to do like the press, like the press junkets and stuff like that? I, I th- I'm look. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I, I want it to be a great movie because a I want to see great movies, but b because I do want to see what happens. Hey, wh- you know, where do they go? It's it'll be very interesting. Um, so then we move. Speaking of very interesting, we're moving on to Doctor Strange. Well, can we uh, can we just because we'll have a lot to say on Doctor Strange. Oh I'm shit! Sure. Sorry, can I? I, I, no, I, that's a, I, I just want to champion. I just want to champion I'm, two movies. One very quickly. Um, this is a limited release movie, but look, we're talking about the award stuff, so we got to pay attention to this stuff. Um, I, loving, totally, I totally switched the names of this movie in my head. I thought it was Goat with the, one of the Jonas Brothers, but yes, you're. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the other movie. The, the, the is it a Jonas Brothers movie going yeah, out? It's called okay, Goat. it's about boxing. Yes. Oh my god! Well, okay. Well, I want to talk about the boxing one in a minute, but uh, just very quickly, loving oh, not a great title, this but looks um, heavy. it looks very, very heavy. Uh, basically, the setup here is takes place in nineteen uh, fifties. Um, I think it's Virginia. I don't. I, I know I said so in my. I, I know I said Virginia. in my article. Yeah, it's yeah. Virginia. So, uh, interracial couple. They get married, and you know, they then they kind of face the consequences of that. Interesting cast. Joel Edgerton, who's obviously awesome. Um, oh, he, Nick need, Cole. He, he needs this movie so bad. Like, cause I think uh, like, uh, Joel, he's doing fine. Dude, his, if you see what Joel Edgerton's like put out, man, he's done nothing. He's just like, you do, I, I, okay, hold on. Look, okay. Look, look, okay. Hold on. Okay. So get past zero dark 30. Not awesome. in the great Gatsby. Um, Oh, you're wrong. I mean, you're like that's your opinion, but yeah. Great Gatsby made a lot of money. So Exodus, Gods, and King. So All right, fine. About it. Uh, he was in uh, Life was an indie film. He was uh, in Black I Black Mass. Stonk in that movie. The gift. I, the gift. Okay, hold, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. You thought he? You thought he was bad in that movie? I thought Edgerton was awesome, and I thought uh, he was one no. of the white spots of Black Mass. Ah, uh, no. I thought they. I thought they made his. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't a bad. I mean, he just like maybe I just hated the character. But it just like I feel like he was supposed to be something bigger, and he hasn't been. And I feel like if he got a nomination for this movie, it's just like, oh, okay, he's good. Because I like Joel Edgerton. I've been watching him for a long time in a lot of movies. I just don't feel like his and hum- Warrior. By the way, oh, I didn't see Warrior. Sorry, but like I've oh, seen him in earlier movies. And I'm like, wow, this guy has a lot of charisma. He's really good. But I feel like once Hollywood's like, oh yeah, that you're right, he does. The movies he's been in haven't been, I don't know, they haven't done it for me. I don't think they've really done it for the box office either. I agree that he, he could be in better movies, but even in the, like, but but with Black Mass, which is, we agree, it's not a good movie. No. I mean, in my opinion, I thought he was one of the people who elevated it. Yeah. But uh, a couple things with, with this movie. The main reason I brought up uh, loving... I love, I love Ruth Nega, the, uh, the actress. She's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's been in, like, a ton of other stuff. Okay. Uh, she but, was uh, in Preacher, uh, Warcraft, um, World War she Z. Was she oh. was, sorry, she was Lady T- T- Terea or something like that. I can't really. 
But yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff, and she is always awesome. And she's very attractive, too. But that's just, that's so Jeff note. Nichols is the director here. And for those who don't know Jeff Nichols, this guy is on quite the run right now. Holy 2011 smokes. Take Take Shelter. Yeah, 2013 Mud, which oh, yeah. is an amazing that movie. That was the beginning of the Maconnaissance. Yes, it was. And then uh, this was a movie that he just did earlier this year, which I thought was really good. A little overrated, but still very good, which was Midnight Special, which people are saying could could get some Oscar buzz. I doubt it, but yeah, we'll see. I heard Michael Shannon um, was really good in that. So, he was, uh, so he's a very, very up-and-comer right now who's done some damn good work. Michael Shannon is also in this movie, and he's oh, always in dude. Jeff Nichols' movies. Uh, dude, Michael Shannon is always also, like, my favorite guy in every movie. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It could get buried, but definitely no, one to keep, keep an eye on. I don't think this is going to get buried because I think it's got good subject matter, good, good cast, and it's coming out at the right time. I definitely think it, this is a contender. Uh, no, no, I definitely – you got to pay attention to it. Um, I hopefully know, let's, go to your, let's go to your next one. Okay, this was I put this as my number two, number two, most anticipated film of the fall. This this one looks absolutely gunt wrenching. I'm a sucker for boxing movies. Believe for this, um, which is it's a story I don't it's know too much about. It. It, it's got yeah, it's got a couple of my boys in it. It's it's a movie. It's a it's based on a true story about a boxer named Vinny. I. I think his last name is pronounced Pazini. Something along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I butchered that. Um, but based on a true story about an up and coming oh boxer, my God, this and is like, basically, yeah, he faces like near this paralysis. The, this is the pitch you give to the Oscar committee. Come on, dude. Th- this movie, please watch this trailer for Bleed for this. But uh, it stars Miles Teller. Yes, he is my boy. Who that guy always delivers. He, I think, is an incredible actor. And we are going to see him Interest, for years. Interesting now. director, too. Yes, yes. I want, thank you for reminding me. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So, but what uh, what I what also excites me about this movie is you are going to see. I'm predicting it right here. Aaron Eckhart will get an Oscar nomination for best supporting actor. Aaron Eckhart's this, always good, man. Well, this is what I want to talk in about. Bad movies, he's good. This guy. I mean, look. Obviously. I have a soft spot because he was in the Dark Knight. So, but ever oh, since oh, not because then, he was in I Frankenstein. But well, that's the thing. Like this is a guy who, sadly, he's a great actor. I think we can both agree. Oh yeah. But but he's I, I don't know who his agent is. But this guy has been an absolute garbage. I, I mean, we're like we're not just talking about garbage. We're talking about bottom of the barrel garbage. Battle Los Angeles. Uh, I Frankenstein. London has fallen. I, this guy has really just not gotten the roles that he should be getting. And I was getting worried about him because he was kind of starting to fade into obscurity and kind of fading away. I don't away. think he'll ever will. You know, he's that guy is like, he'll fade I think into this obscurity. Movie's save. Well, fade into obscurity for like starring roles, but he'll, oh, I think he'll always have a role as like a supporting actor. But he looks incredible in this film i am predicting now he will get a nomination he plays basically the trainer for Vinny, um for the miles teller character uh you also have katie seagal who she's i think is a really awesome great, yeah she's a great actress you um chiaran hands who's in it who's playing he's um uh game of thrones fans will remember him as mance raider he's playing uh, miles teller's father uh ted levine who is buffalo bill he he's gonna be in it and he's 
he's always a good actor, man. So like this could be this could be really good. Oh, I, it, it could easily. I, I mean, I think that um, you know, with this type of movie, it, this isn't the type of movie that usually gets into the best picture uh, race. But I think acting wise, you could definitely see Teller, and I've already predicted Eckhart. And yeah, the director, uh, boy, he this is a guy Ben Younger, I believe his name is who directed a movie in 2000 called Boiler Room, which is a movie that, quite honestly, it, it might crack my top 30 of all-time favorite films. It's, it's a movie that really um, sticks with people. It, if you have not seen Boiler Room, check it out. It also has, in my opinion, he's a guy we were talking about earlier, it may have the best Ben Affleck scene that he's ever done. Says Vin Diesel he was, has everyone says Vin Diesel was good in that movie. Yeah, and you, Vin you know me, you know I am not a Vin Diesel fan, but outside of Groot, I'm not either. <laughs> but 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 this, for whatever reason, he he delivered in this one, and he delivers in a dramatic sense. Um, so yeah, and after Boiler Room, this director he kind of went away. I don't know what happened, but he's back for this movie, and I, I cannot wait to see this. But all right, we 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 talked about the Oscar darling potential here. Let, let, let's get to the. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. So this is gonna be a very interesting Marvel movie. We are talking about Doctor Strange. He is not the most, in my opinion, uh, comic book fans could disagree with me. He is not the most digestible Marvel character, um, as a Captain America or Spider Man might be. Uh, this movie definitely has an Inception vibe to it, which could work at its disadvantage where people say it's a little too much like Inception. Uh, this, I mean, I could see this movie going either way. I really could. I mean, and I, 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 I like Marvel movies. I'm very open about that. I could see this one not doing that well. Just because people are going to be like, this is weird. I don't know if I want to watch this. Yeah, um, this is going to come down to reviews and work, um, like Rotten Tomatoes and early reviews, I think. Uh, I love Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor. Shadow Agia Four, awesome. Mads Mikkelsen, oh, I'm such a fan of his. Uh, Rachel McAdams is always good. Uh, Scott Derrickson, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his. I'm really not a huge fan of his his background. He's the director. He did the David Erstert Sill. Uh, he did Sinister, Deliver Us from Evil. Oof. Um, we're gonna see. I don't. I. I could. I could see this one being a miss for Marvel. <sighs> okay, I'm groaning not because of the reasons you think I'm groaning. Because as you know, and for people who've listened to the podcast for a long time, I'm not the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Nope. But this was this was a movie that I've actually been looking forward to quite a bit. The first trailer really sold me. And yeah, then like, I thought, I'm stoked to see it, yeah. but I just, I just don't know if everyone's going to be stoked to see this. Well, I'm just going to speak for myself for now. Um, but then the second trailer I thought was even better, and I was really getting sold that this was going to be kind of like you said, the weirder Marvel movie. It looked like – this is why I was looking forward to it. But, it was going to be the Marvel movie to me that it was going to take some chances – that's always been my biggest criticism of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that their movies play it very safe. This one looked weird. It looked intense. It looked a little darker. It looked a little more serious. The jokes were definitely toned down in the trailers. Um, I wasn't crazy about the Benedict Cumberbatch casting at first just because I think it was one of those situations where 
he was almost like too perfect for the role. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But when you watch it, but when you watch him in the trailers, like it, it was a good pick. And then as you talked about, the rest of the cast looks great. Tilda I think Swinton, Tilda, I forgot. I yeah. forgot to mention her. Yeah, as the ancient one, which I think is really interesting casting. Um, so this was one that I was actually looking forward to. But what's now? Here's mind? where. Well, here's where I'm going to be the Debbie Downer though, and it's about it's recent news that came out about this movie is that. Dan Harmon, who we know from Community. Oh, that's and right. Yes. I want to be very. I want to be very clear about this. You reviewed Community I, for the site. I love Community. It is one of the best comedy uh, TV shows I've seen in years. I've watched the series all the way through more than once. So I want to be very clear about that. I like Dan Harmon's writing, and I like Community. But where when I read that news, I had one thought: typical Marvel. Because to me, I don't understand why a movie, Doctor Strange, that is supposed to be horror-influenced and supernatural-influenced, why you're getting a comedy writer to rewrite scenes and to actually reshoot scenes. And to me, I'm just – look, I'm not saying this is what happened. All I can do is give you Dan Cohen's opinion, okay? And this is what my opinion is, is that producer Kevin Feige sat down – he watched the cut of Doctor Strange and he said to himself, this is too dark. People are going to complain about this on social media about how this is too dark. People like our Marvel movies to be lighter and funnier. And to me, this is such a clear case of getting a comedy writer to force humor and lighten up the movie. And to me, that stinks because I really wanted this to be the different MCU movie. And the Dan Harmon decision just reeks of that Marvel-ish stuff of let's let's force humor into this. And that's why a lot of – I still put this in the top 10 of most anticipated movies for the fall. I put it number 10. It would have been higher had it not been for this news. So look, I, I know – So here's it, where I, here's where I do, might do, temper some of – you think I'm overreacting? I mean go, no, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I don't – well, because I forgot that Dan Harmon is also the co-creator of Rick and Morty. Um, right. And have you ever watched Rick and Morty? I, I have not. Demented as hell. That is actually one of the things I will say, where I, I know that Dan Harmon, that his humor, it's very, it, it can be very dark. So, so if, here's the right. thing, I, I agree that that could be bad, but we haven't seen that in the trailers just yet. I don't think they're going to like radically also all of a sudden make it like pie in the face comedy. Um, I, think I don't that, think that either, but I think you're going to be watching the movie and there are going to be specific moments that, that pull you out and you're going to say to yourself, oh, that is in there just to make sure that they get that Marvel humor, humor in there. Well, hold on one second. I want to see just who wrote it real quick. Uh, I think it was the same guy who uh, he's actually uh, I think it was the same guy who wrote Sinister, I want to say. Well, the director directed Sinister, and I could tell right, you right. that having seen those movies, uh, I'm kind of glad that Ted Harmon's coming in, because I really, like, I'm looking at some of the writers, and I'm like, man, maybe they needed it, because I'm not thrilled with what these guys wrote. So I'm just like, maybe there was some a need for it. Maybe it Okay, just, but, but explain maybe... to me why a comedy writer is coming in to rewrite a significant scenes in, that they're actually going to reshoot. That uh, is a movie that's supposed to be very – that they've said. They, they, the director has said this. This is a horror-influenced superhero movie, yet we're getting a comedy writer to come in and work on it. 
Uh, well, maybe, maybe you know, you're right. They probably like, okay, we need to lighten this up a bit to make it a little more digestible for the, for the masses. But then again, like, but I hit it. You did, and but if it's Dan Harmon using that kind of wicked sense of humor that he's known for, maybe it'll be smarter humor. That's my playing the other side of the coin. I, I agree I that really they get I, some I, hack. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will agree with you there. Yeah. So. But I, like I said, this could even even with that being said, this could be a big miss for Marvel because I I'm think, really torn on it, Bill. Because I, I want it to do good. Because you know why? Because I want like you, I want them to take risks. I don't want them to play it safe. I just be weird, push the envelope, do crazy things. Awesome, do that because I want people to think outside the box when they see movies. I mean, some, hey, not every movie is going to blow. It be a Christopher Nolan movie, and sadly, um, but. You know, it's just like I was hoping they would try, and they still might. This still could be crazy. That cast they have, this is not, outside of Rachel McAdams, this is not a, you know, big budget box office friendly cast. Everyone is like, they're weird. They've been in weird movies. They're not I exactly agree. popular. This could, this could be, this could be something we both love at the end of the day, but maybe the mainstream audience doesn't. Maybe the Marvel crowd doesn't like it as much. Although, I have to say, though, at this point, it's it's a fool's errand to bet against Marvel right now. It and is, just but seen, you can never, you never know. It's one. It's gonna be one of those weird situations where if I actually see rot, a Rotten Tomato score that is like fifty five percent, that is actually going to excite me because you know what that means? That means that they took risks and not all of the critics were on board with it. Look, I, I'm just gonna end it like this. For all the people who are like, Dan, I'm so sick of you bashing the MCU. I want this movie movie to work. I want this movie to work. I want to love this film like I love the trailers. But when I read that Dan Harmon news, my blinders are going to be on full blast. My expectations are going to be in check. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Okay, so let's breeze through the next weekend a bit. Uh, we have Shut In, which is with Naomi Watts, which my wife has described. The uh, theory, the movie starts as like almost like this family, this really heavy drama, then turns into a kids are spooky, are they dead type horror movie. I think this one will tank. Uh, if Got there's... so many random like horror and thriller yeah. movies. Really, then here internet. comes another god awful shitty title. <laughs> Billy Lynn's long <laughs> halftime walk. This I know is being pushed as a, you know, as a. This could definitely. It's I, you have to take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, it. it I, you know, for on on paper, it seems like schmaltz out the wazoo, but it's angly. It's a war picture. This movie is going to get a lot of Oscar Oscar talk. It might not get the nominations, but it's going to be in the conversation. I talked Steve about Martin's in, in this movie. Um, I mean, Garrett Hedlund, who's done pretty well. Vin Diesel's in this mm, movie. Kristen okay. Stewart, yeah, boo. I, Chris, yeah, the, I think other than Steve Martin, this cast Tim is like uh, Yikesville. It is. I mean, uh, Chris Tucker, who's on, on the comeback. Um, this seems – everything – I saw the trailer for this and I was just like – I felt the heavy hand just pushing me along. Oh, uh, it was – It was. not only was it a heavy hand, it was two heavy hands like pushing you into a brick wall. And I, I just want to say this. I, I respect Ang Lee's direction, but he's 
Uh, well, okay. Outside of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is by far, in my opinion, his best work. Oh, yeah. I've never been wowed by an Ang Lee movie. Yes, Brokeback Mountain, it has good acting performances, but I don't think the movie Life of is Pi is a very visually I, appealing I, movie. I, I do not like Life of Pi. I think From it was, a visual I, standpoint, it's interesting. Vastly it's always on in Ikea, which is weird. Ridiculous that he won the Best Director Oscar that year for Life of Pi. But that, that's a discussion for another day. And yes, this movie, you're right. It just, it, and you know what else it looks like? I, I know this word gets thrown, a lot, thrown out a lot, but it, I do think it's appropriate when you watch the trailer for this. It, it does have the pretentious factor. I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. Nope, um, so yeah, basically the setup here is like, um, and you're right, the title is terrible. I don't think we, we don't have to spend too much more time on this. I mean, I, I just want to say basically it's it's about um, this guy who's like a war hero and he's being honored and like the whole thing is like he's walking out at like this big halftime for this game, but like as he's walking out during the Super halftime Bowl, show, it yeah. flashes back and stuff. So yeah, the cast leaves a lot to be desired. I think it you know don't it's be, Don't be surprised gotta, if he's dead at the end. <laughs> this is him walking to heaven. Um, that's actually not a bad call. We'll move on. Uh, then we have Almost Christmas, which is your requisite random Ugh. Christmas movie. It won't make Overstuffed, money. Overstuffed cast and whatever. Yeah. Uh, then we have The Arrival, starring Amy Adams, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Michael Stuhlbart, uh, and Mike Forrest Whitaker. Uh, good cast and also a good director, uh, Dennis uh, Villanueva, who did right. Sicario and Prisoners. Yeah, good. I mean, good background. So, but I have to say though, when I watched the, the trailer, looked. I mean, no pun intended. It looked dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. Uh, that was generic, very generic. Yeah, plain, plain as hell. G- generic as hell. It, it, it just it didn't grab me. Director's good though. I mean, we'll see. Good cast, but nothing about the trailer wowed me. Yeah, I'm not. Well, yeah, that didn't really. You know, maybe if there's another trailer coming up. Uh, it also might. has the most generic sci-fi title of all time. I mean, Arrival. Like I mean, we come already, on. Yeah, let's, we, let's move on. Because we have a big movie coming up on the 18th, which is the following weekend. Uh, unless you want to go into some of the smaller films. I know Manchester by the Sea. Let's actually go into that. That's a, a small movie you had mentioned in one of your columns, I believe. Um, Along with The Birth of a Nation, write this one down, folks. This is your Oscar frontrunner. Casey Affleck. He's been there before. So and, Michelle Williams, uh, Kyler Chandler. Uh, yes, I will. And I made the Aaron Eckhart guarantee. I will 100% guarantee right now it is happening. No doubt in my mind. Casey Affleck is getting an acting nomination here. I This, tri- uh, th- th- this movie looks outstanding. There's going to be acting accolades left and right. Basic setup here is uh, Matthew, guys. Brother, Matthew Broderick's uh, in this one. Interesting. Uh, guys. Uh, uh, about a guy who his brother dies, and so now uh, Casey Affleck, the character, has to is basically going to be the guardian of his teenage son, um, and kind of he struggles with that. You know, very, very. You know, it's one of these movies. It's like the epitome of the human drama character piece. The writing looks outstanding. Um, yeah, to me, this looks like a movie that grabs you immediately. The buzz has been ridiculous. Uh, so the director, this is gonna, the director yeah. also wrote uh, the screenplay for Gangs of New York. He's also he directed. He hasn't done a ton. I mean, he's only done two films as far as directing. 
Um, you can count on me a while back, which uh, I, I haven't seen, but I guess Laura Linney is supposed to be outstanding in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. and so is Mark Ruffalo. He got nominated for and, that. Yeah, and then uh, and then a smaller movie I haven't really heard too Margaret. much about. Margaret. So um, yeah, so look, we'll see. But this is the, the, yeah, this this is your big Oscar movie in my opinion. You will be hearing a lot more about this movie in the coming months. Okay, then we have. Sorry, one second. And then we have uh, The Edge of Seventeen, which... Your prototypical quirky coming-of-age... I mean, we'll Haley, see. It's a Haley Steinfeld. I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll... I mean, you have to... We have to see, you know, some trailers on this before we could really... James L. Brooks is a producer, so I, you've got to take it seriously as maybe an awards contender, but probably not. Uh, then we have... Here it is. This will be a big money movie, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them which is uh, in the Harry Potter universe. Interesting cast. It's you, a good cast. But Ron I, Perlman, I, I, John Voight, Samantha Morton, Colin Farrell, Ezra Miller, who's the Flash, uh, Eddie Redmayne, Dan Fogler, David yeah, Yates, a... who did a lot of, who did Tarzan, one of your favorite movies uh, of this year. And he did the last few Harry Potter movies. Um, so, you know, I have a feeling, I mean, this movie's going to clean up it just is. There's not a lot of, I mean, outside of Doctor Strange, which might be about two weeks old at that point. Um, I don't think it's going to – okay, the movie will, will do well. I mean, don't don't get me wrong here. It's going to make a lot of money. I don't think it's going to do as well as you think it's going to do. I'm just not sensing the buzz here. I think the trailers have been completely – Forgettable, and this is coming from someone. I, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I I love the books. I thought, and I think for the most part, I think the movies are very very good. In fact, I think the best movies have been directed by David Yates. Uh, I think but Pr- Prisoner one, of Azkaban was my favorite. That was the that was the Quran one, right? Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I actually I he did the fifth one, which was Order of the Phoenix, which was a book that I was like, how the hell are they going to condense this? And it was adapted beautifully. Um, so look, I, the guy can direct and look, I, I mean, I talked a lot of trash about the legend of Tarzan, but you know what? If you had a worse director, that movie actually could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I actually think Yates made aspects of it passable. So look, I'm just, I want to be excited for, for this movie. I really do. But in terms of the world of Harry Potter, I, I just don't care about the, the mystical beast. Like I just, I, I just don't care about the guy. Like he's got to track down. Um, all these loose magical creatures. I really hope that there's more to it than that. Um, I'm intrigued that it, it's J.K. Rowling is actually writing the script, so you know should be interesting. But look again, coming from someone who's a Harry Potter fan, I just watch these trailers and I just don't care. I think it's going to do really well because I feel like the push hasn't been there yet. So I think once we get the push, we had that new Harry Potter like script. Uh, so I think we're going to start the, the drum will start beating for the Harry of the Harry Potter. The Muggles will will come out and force. I, I mean, I, yeah, I hope like, but, but you know what? I this is what I, I made this comparison in my article. It's just like you have this you have this vast world of Harry Potter, much like in a movie we'll talk about later with Star Wars. You have a vast world with Star Wars, but focusing on the magical creatures, like I, I, care. I think there's, I think we're gonna see more. I think, I, there, so. I, think our, I think we're gonna see some world building trailers. I think we're gonna get, we're gonna see some more. I think we'll get definitely. I think we just got tastes of what this movie really is. 
But look, no doubt it's going to make a lot of money. I just don't think it's going to clean up as much as people think. Uh, Do you want to talk about the movie Lion, which is coming out? Yeah, this, I mean, I don't know. Could be kind of awards-ish, but I think it's going to be one of these movies that it's with Dev Patel, Rooney Mara. Nicole Kidman. Um, It could... It could garner a lot of interest. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of these movies that's gonna have to get reviewed very well. This movie can I easily think get swallowed fall, up. I think it's gonna fall off. Yeah. I think it's gonna get buried, but we'll see. Uh, okay, then we move into like uh, the Thanksgiving Eve, the big uh, that big release day. Uh, we come up with four pretty sizable movies. The first one is Rules Don't Apply. That is a movie directed and written by a guy we haven't seen in a long ass time. Uh, Warren Beatty. Dude, this guy, okay, he, Warren Beatty, almost 80 years old, and you watch him in the trailer, and he could pass for a guy in his 40s. I mean, the cast of this movie is a spoil of riches. I mean, you got Lily Collins, Haley Bennett, Alden Einreich, who I think is going to be the new Han, Han Solo, Taisa Farmiga, yes. Alec Baldwin, Matthew Broderick, Chase Crawford, Martin Sheen, Ed Harris, Annette Benning, Candace Bergen, Steve Coogan, Oliver Platt, and of course Warren Beatty. Like that's a that's a killer cast right there. I mean, I know it's I I know this sets up like oh this is obviously going to get awards consideration. Quite honestly, I watched the trailer and it looks like a second rate Woody Allen movie. Um, I think it's going to be one of these cases. I, I'm sure the movie will be fine. It's going to be a but, fr- it'll be in the fringe of like someone might get something from this. I don't see this being. A, I don't. You know what? It kind of remind. You know what it actually reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, Hail Caesar earlier this year from the Coen Brothers, which it was fine, but overstuffed with honestly, like I bet a lot of these cast members, I promise you, they're going to be in like one scene. Oh, and, sure, sure. Yeah, so it's going to be one of those movies. Uh, I mean, I guess because Warren Beatty's involved, you you got to pay attention, obviously. Yes, you do. Um, still Hollywood but, royalty. Oh, of course. So I mean, look, I I would love nothing more than to come out of this being like Warren Beatty delivered a masterpiece. But and then he could fill that Dick Tracy sequel you've always wanted. Dude, I've been well. I Dick know. Tracy. That, that's a podcast for another day. Dick Tracy is a movie that I think is probably one of the most underrated movies ever made. Uh, I love that film. The reason why we never saw a Dick Tracy sequel is because I guess there was years of litigation. Um, and if they actually, they, they, Warren Beatty has talked about in the past how you would still like to do one, but the time is probably past. Ship has Tracy. sailed. Ship yeah, has sailed. But, Here comes, and then we have three movies that I'm very interested in on the box office on. The first one is Moana, which is a Disney animated film. It will do well. Disney has really, their animated department has had some big hits. You've got The Rock attached to this one. Oh, uh, that's right. I can't see it not doing well. Uh, there was some controversy when the first trailers came out. Where like, really? Was, what was the controversy? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. It was there was some people were upset by it, like some of the portrayal, uh, like the portrayal of some of the gods. Oh, of Maul, he was so big and heavy and whatever. What? Yeah, it was silly. Um, this movie really reaching out this one. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think this is like the <laughs> one of the few, and I mean, I think this will this will destroy trolls. Like this will this will oh, be it, a big movie. Yeah, uh, yeah it's gonna against, clean up. Uh, then you have. I didn't see the first one, but I know it has such a hardcore fan base. That Whoa, that is... let's let, let, let's put it. I know which one you're about to get to. Let's put a bookmark in that for a minute. Uh, we got to talk about Allied. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that last. But uh, yeah, Allied, which is the uh, very Oscar Beatty 
World War II romance drama, Brad Pitt's version of Casablanca, I guess. Uh, it stars Brad Pitt, Lizzie Kaplan, Marianne Cotillard, Jared Harris, one of my favorite character actors, Matthew Good, and it is directed by Robert Zemeckis. Let me just say this. Robert Zemeckis, look, the guy, if he never directed another movie, his legacy is cemented forever. I mean, With one the Back to the Future trilogy, Who Forrest Framed Gump. Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, Romancing the Stone, Cast. I mean, the end. Now, sadly. I'm glad he didn't mention Jewel and Isle, by the way. But was, but but sadly, uh, he hasn't exactly been delivering lately. I thought the walk was solid. I know oh, a dude, lot the, of everyone. The walk, everyone hated like the, it. No, no, I didn't hate it. Um, in fact, when I got a huge HD TV, it's the first movie I watched. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna crap on Robert it's Zemeckis, solid. no, if you're gonna crap on him for anything, it's Beowulf. Uh, yes, yes, awful. you are you are correct, Bill. And I also I'm sorry. I just the the whole this is actually what rubs me the wrong way about Robert Zemeckis is he was obsessed with that Polar Express animation. Ugh. He he's been trying to push that stuff for years, and everyone just universally said no, we don't care. Yeah. Um, so, but, but you know, moving on to I, Allied, I saw this trailer in a sports bar. I think it was at a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's was, a rant. Uh, what was on? I don't know what channel it was on. It was, and I just watched it. And I was like, man. That's either going to be really awesome or just like dull as hell. I yeah no you hit the nail on the head and Brad Pitt to me is hitter. I mean I I think he, he's yeah, a hitter miss guy. He is. I, I yeah certainly he's delivered some gems. You know Moneyball might be his best performance. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he was really good in the Big Short. Not a huge role that he had in that, it, but yeah, he was yeah. very good. Um, I I didn't like Fury. Glorious uh, Bastards. He was great. Yes, he was. Yes, he was great in *Glorious Bastards*. The curious case of Benjamin Button stinks, and if you ever want to argue me uh, with that, I will be glad to do so. A movie One I the- really loved when I saw it in the theater, and then when I go back to it, I, I'm kind of like Benjamin Button. The movie I like it less and less as I see it. It's a two and a half hour gimmick, uh, because that's the problem. The curious case of Benjamin Button, like. Yes, it's a good story idea, but the actual character himself of Benjamin Button, yeah. there's nothing interesting about him. But I, except I, I, I like this. I like, I like everything about this so far. Like, I love this cast. It could I, be good. I, I like agree. the. I like. Yeah, I like who's like the writers. Actually, I said of yeah, the writer he wrote *Peaky Blinders*, which everyone says is awesome. He wrote *The Seventh Son, which I heard sucked. Um, he's written some good. *Eastern Promises* was really good. Uh, the screenplay for that. Like, he's done some stuff. So, I mean, this has a lot of upside to be a very good movie. And Definitely be, has and, potential, and but could a, also just get buried. Yeah, but this has the potential to really be, like, an Oscar. This ha- this could definitely be an Oscar contender. And then, then we go to the movie everyone seems to love, and I just don't get Bad Santa 2. Wait, wait, you don't, like, have you seen it, though? You've seen no, Bad I, Santa. No, right? I haven't seen it. And I've never had any oh. desire to see Bad Santa. Every time I see it, I, see, I catch a couple minutes, I'm like, I just don't care. Oh, you get, okay, you got to put that on your list with Warrior and Jack Reacher. Bad Santa, I am right there with everybody else. It is, it might be my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Oh, you'd shut um, your mouth. You die hard. I, the best I, Christmas movie no, of all time. Uh, okay, I mean, fair enough. But Bad Santa, Thank you for agreeing I, I mean, with me. For those, I mean, for those who have seen it, you know, you know what the deal is. It it, it is just a tour de force of uh, from Billy Billy Bob Thornton, who is like just even talking about it, it makes me want to watch the movie again. Christina Hendricks um, is in it. She's my all time favorite actress. So <laughs> your all time favorite actress? I don't well, know about that. Well, I mean, uh, she's my number on my list of 
hot women, I guess I would say. Well, uh, you also remember her in a little movie called Drive, uh, which she's great in. It's got but... a friggin' head blown off in that movie. <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, spo- spoiler alert on Drive. Um, <laughs> Should have seen, seen it four years ago. But uh, but look, I mean, so that's I, so... I think this movie's got cleaned the hell up. I, think I agree. It's going to make a lot of money. The trailer, and I was a little... I was a little hesitant about this because let's be honest, comedy sequels don't have the best track record. I think you and I can agree with that. Um, Especially, you know, and when I read about this, I was kind of like, I was a little nervous because I think it's a movie that can really only work once. But having said that, when I watched the trailer for bad Santa two, I was instantly sold. It continues right where they left off. There were a few jokes in there that worried me a little bit that, that were very comedy sequely like the, the, the scene with Kathy Bates where um, she plays his mother. Uh, that was a very goofy cartoonish scene that you definitely see in a lot of these comedy sequels. So that worried me a little bit, but other than that, it was just classic Billy Bob Thornton lines. Uh, they bring back the kid Thurman. It's the same actor who played him from way back in 2003. So now he plays, uh, it's the same, obviously the same character, but now he's in his early twenties. I love that dynamic. I want to see how that relationship is developed over time. So I put this as my number third, most anticipated. I cannot wait for this thing. I think it's going to be hilarious. Speaking about movies we can wait for, I'm going to quickly go through the three pieces of garbage that are going to be released on my birthday. We are moving on to December. We are on the home stretch. December 2nd. This is my birthday, 35 this year. And uh, Hollywood is gracing me with Incarnate, starring Aaron Eckhart. Uh, which is, Aaron, know, what are you? Come on, see this is what I'm talking keep, about. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'm, we're not even analyzing it. Keep watching yeah. with Bella Thorne and Kidnapped with Hall- Hall- Halle Berry. Blah. Here's the movie we want to talk about. Dan. Oh yes. Uh, La La Land, which is going to be the new Damien Chazelle movie. Uh, he directed Whiplash, one of Dan's favorite movies from a few years back, and it stars Dan's favorite actor of all time. I'm joking. It might not be. Ryan Gosling also He's stars, up there. It also stars Emma Stone. It is uh, part musical. And J.K. Simmons. I didn't get to the whole list yet. J.K. Simmons is in it. Finn Whitrock for all you American Horror Story fans out there. Rosemary DeWitt, Tom Everett Scott, John Legend's in this. Um, it is a comedy musical drama. Dan, I saw the trailer for this and I was like, that, there it is. That's Best Picture nomination. That movie's going to be awesome. My wife saw it and she's like, oh, this movie looks like crap. Um, <gasps> I know everyone has the same reaction when I told her that. Um, hey, my wife has she has right to her opinion. Um, all over my kids, what can I tell you? Uh, yeah, this movie looks awesome. <laughs> oh, th- look, I, and this is uh, yeah, this is my number one. I, th- this was my numero uno for me. I mean, well, it's number one for one reason, one reason only, and as you talked about, Damien Chazelle. Um, so who Bill, also co-wrote talk- Cl- Tango Cloverfield Lane, which was an amazing movie. <clears throat> I didn't, oh, he co-wrote. Uh, Cl- I didn't even know that. Yeah, he co- he wrote this movie, so I just wanted to check what his writing credits were. He co. Yes, yeah, so he, yeah, he wrote Last Exorcism Part Two. It was best, but um, you know, he Whiplash um, was his big one. Tango Cloverfield Lane, now La La Land. This movie just looks so classic Hollywood, awesome. Well, we've talked a lot of we've talked a lot of movies, obviously, in this podcast, and I've 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 given you a lot of homework assignments, Bill, in terms of watching uh, Warrior. Still haven't watched Whiplash. Uh, don't worry. 
Jack Jack Reacher, uh, Bad Santa. But if you have not seen Whiplash, then this is the one that should be at the every everybody listening. If you have not seen Whiplash, I, I you know it's funny because I think I started re- reviewing movies on Pop Break in 2011. Um, Correct. And I would say that out of I've reviewed many many films, and Whiplash is probably the best movie. I've ever reviewed on the site. Um, getting, you know, finishing just ahead of Star Wars, probably The Force Awakens. Whiplash is an incredible achievement. J.K. Simmons gives a performance for the ages. So that reason alone is why La La Land is my number one. And I'm not like a big musical guy, but yeah, you just watch that trailer. That, tra- just, that trailer is like magical to watch. That. I think, yeah, the word I was going to use, I think the best word to describe it is like majestic. Yes. Uh, and yes, it doesn't hurt that you have three incredible actors who are all at the top of their game right now. And Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and J.K. Simmons. I also love that like he's really taking a page out of the Christopher Nolan, J.J. Abrams handbook is you watch the trailer and as we talked about earlier, it's one of those trailers that intrigues you, but it doesn't spoil anything. You know, I, I you don't really have a good I don't really have a good idea of what it's actually about as of right now. I just know that I want to see the damn thing. And yes, this along with Manchester by the Sea and Birth of a Nation, it will be one of the Oscar frontrunners. And it just looks like one of those movies that like it looks like a classic Hollywood film that was made decades ago. Fun, um, funny thing I is, can't Al, wait to see this. Al Manorino, our, our, our former managing editor and you know, current writer, he was like, "Yeah, this movie's gonna get every nomination except for Ryan Gosling." He's like, "Guaranteed, he'll get screwed again." Nah, well, well I, I mean, maybe he'll get screwed because it, it just look. With we we talked about it a lot in previous podcasts, especially Oscar um, discussions, is that. Best actor is always the toughest category because it's always, without a doubt, the deepest category. So look, that could happen, no uh, doubt. Um, I just have one question. I don't remember. I have not seen this movie on the list, and I don't. Also, know if they... uh, La La Land. It's 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 limited release on uh, December second. I'm yes. guessing it will probably get in wide release, you know, uh, around Christmas time or early January. I'm also going to predict. I, I have a feeling that this one's going to make a good amount of box office as well. I think this is going to be the, the word of mouth movie of the fall. Yep, um, definitely. Well, I just was looking for the founder, which I thought, which is originally scheduled for a summer 2016 release. Yeah, yeah, I know. This and wasn't I, for some reason. We're I going think, by Box Office Mojo, and for some reason, the founder isn't on. But but as far as I know, it's coming out in December. Uh, I saw a, a January 20th, 2017. It's probably the wide release. Let me just let me double because that we briefly spoke about that on our uh, summer movie podcast let's take a look at this we need like we need like a uh, background music like waiting music while we look stuff up uh let's see yes according to our good friends at wikipedia the film is scheduled to be released on december 16th 2016 and guarantee so we're, sure we're gonna call the, it i'm sure that's the limited release i think i mean we gotta say keaton's probably he's definitely a front runner to get nominated for that every of yes all right all right sorry, sorry. Um, yeah so just really quickly on that i think the film looks great uh it's it's obviously about the founder of mcdonald's and all the shenan based on the true story all the shenanigans that went on with that um stacked cast and i'm excited Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman plays a big role in it, and he looks great in the film. Dude, Ron, so, he's so underrated. Like, he's, oh, yeah, everyone's absolutely. just like, oh, he's Ron Swanson. I'm like, watch him in anything else. Like, he was in a movie 21 called Jump Street. Me, Earl, and the, De- and the Dead Girl, which is an okay film, but he's awesome. I think, it, I think it's Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. 
Oh, spoilers, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I think she dies. Oh, okay. I, I, I think. I, I don't know. Well, I didn't watch it all. There you go. Okay. It's actually a zombie movie. Um, we go to the weekend of uh, Friday, February 9th, and hey, guess what? There's another friggin' horror movie coming out uh, called The the Bye Bye Man. Fade, well, it's a better title than The Disappointments Room. Uh, Fade Dunaway is in this movie? Like What? In Carrie Ann <clears throat> Moss? What a random cast. What the hell? Oh, she's got to be in it for like two seconds. <clears throat> uh, then there's Off... Oh, whatever. I kind of like that title, though. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure the, the film Office Christmas that. Party, which <sighs> is going to be your raunch. Um, kind of, if like, I feel like it's like, hey, if you liked Horrible Bosses, forget the second one. Um, watch this movie, and I think this will this will do nicely. I don't... It's actually, you know what? I, I mean, I, I the watched trailers the trailers. look fun. I, I kind of groaned. But it's actually, the cast is actually intriguing. <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston is hit or miss. I like Jason Bateman. Rob Corddry is criminally underrated. Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon, who just cleaned up in Ghostbusters. Um, TJ Miller is a guy who... TJ <laughs> Miller is a guy who I haven't been a big fan of early in his career, but he's actually grown on me the last few movies. And Olivia Munn is actually has had some pretty good timing, and I'm yeah, yeah, her yeah, boyfriend no, is my so. starting fantasy football quarterback, so I gotta hope for the best. But, uh, I, but, I, but I agree with you, Bill. It, it, it will be your raunch comedy of the of the year. This one doesn't have too much description. I think this is going to be a limited release. It's called Miss Sloan. Uh, it's with this Jess- is an Oscar alert for yeah, Jessica Chastain. Chastain. Yeah, it's about a young lawyer who goes against uh, the gun lobby, which obviously hot topic. Uh, I, I said this in my article. Do yeah. you think that's going to resonate with anyone? Yes, it will. Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to move on to the 16th. Let's, let's get this one out of the way first. It is called Collateral Beauty. I have right. not heard of this one. This this is one I was. Oh, hoping this is Will Smith. Holy trailer. shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is one. It's a sci-fi movie, I think. This is one I was hoping we would get a trailer for. I've heard a little bit about it, um, but it has an interesting cast. Uh, you have Edward Norton as Kate well, um, Helen Mirren, Michael Pena, Keira Knightley. Uh, right. It's okay. This is random. The guy who directed this also directed Marley and Me. Um, so he likes and to be actually, sad. And the Devil and the Devil Wears Prada, which so. is actually a very good movie. I think. So, yeah, this is one. It's. I, I've heard some things about it. it's. I, I want to learn more about it, but a uh, sci-fi movie with Will Smith, you know, intriguing cast. We'll see. I just well, don't it's know weird because it's like a tragic right event sends New York admin on a downward spiral. It says nothing of anything sci-fi to me. So weird. It like, could tank. Could be good. We'll could see. Get pushed. Not, we don't know enough about it right now. Yeah, that could definitely be a push. All right. So you ready? Do we, do we, all right. Do we want to put a bookmark in this and just finish out the rest of December? Uh, let me look at the rest of the summer. Yeah, because we don't have too many insane ones that we have to do. Um, so yes, well, the movie we're talking, we will get to Rogue One. Everybody relax. Yeah. We're just gonna we're gonna circle back to that. Okay, we'll go to the weekend. Uh, Wednesday, September, December twenty first. We're gonna get the sp- some interesting stuff. The here. space between us with Gary Oldman, Asa Butterfield, Carl Gugino, and Britt Robertson. Trailer looks terrible. Like, yeah. wait, wait, like overly sappy. It's uh, interesting concept, but. Not interested, and I'm not. I'm not the biggest a- Aza Butterfield fan. Like, I feel like anytime you see his name in a movie, uh, it's one of the. He's kind of like. A, <laughs> I hate to say this about the kid, but he's kind of like the younger uh, Sam Worthington, if you will. Sure. Sorry, sorry, Aza, but it's true. Um, what was the Harrison Ford movie? The Ender's Game. And yeah, Ender's Game, great book, not a good movie. We actually interviewed the director of that. 
Um, and then we have Sing, which is the smorgasbord anime, you know, requisite animated movie with a billion, million and a half people in a McConaughey, Reese, Reese Witherspoon, wow, geez, Reese Witherspoon, Seth MacFarlane, Scarlett I always do that too with her name. Uh, John C. Riley, Taron Edgerton. Okay, here, it's all about these animals who are going to the singing competition. My one and a half year old, every time she sees a trailer, goes, ooh, and the name's an animal. That's who this is marketed for. I'm sure it'll, it'll be fine. Um, then we have uh, Passengers, the much-talked-about Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Chris Pratt movie. For all of you who can are just so sick of seeing Jennifer Lawrence and She's and back. learning and and, re, and reading, yep, and reading about how great she is, get ready, everyone! It's going to be Oscar nod, you know, number eighty-three. Uh, I'm telling you, cast. it's. It's a movie. I, this was another one I was hoping we would get a trailer for. Haven't haven't seen it yet, but um, it it's an interesting concept. It's, and it's the direct- in set in the future. Yep. Uh, Morton Tildum is the director. I think you've crapped on him uh, on Pop Break. Before, I, I crapped on him a little bit with for the, uh, Imitation Game, which is a movie I'm not a big fan of. I think it's very generic. Now, having said that, though, I, I do I do think that Morton Tildum, like I could see instances of a good director in there. I just thought he was overrated with that one. So, but, um, I, I, from what I read about this movie, I don't know too much about it. Sci-fi movie. It seems a little castaway ish and that it's very, just kind of centered on two people, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. So I, I think this is going to be another Oscar nod for Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Um, what about Chris Pratt? Oscar nom or no? Probably not. Okay. Then we move on to like the big, popcorn movie of the end of we all, well the second big end of popcorn popcorn movie of the end of the season and that is assassin's creed and as you want as you postulated in your column will this finally break the string of hollywood not being able to make a good uh, video game movie i'm gonna say yes the trailers look good but okay now but i want i want everyone to just and Okay, full full disclosure. I've never played Assassin's Creed, but Neither whatever. Have I. But but um, okay. I just want for for those who are huge fans of the video game and you're looking forward to this, you have every reason to be. The cast is great, and yes, what, I agree. Two with of my all time favorite character actors in it: Brendan Gleeson and Michael Kenneth Williams. You also got Jeremy Irons, but yes, the two leads. I mean, we're not messing around here. Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Uh, I I think I butchered that Cotillard. name, but you know. Cotillard, that's right. Two phenomenal actors. Um, yes, the trailer looked good. Having said that, though, this could be one of those cases where they just they were able to really cut a good trailer because I could Suicide definitely Squad. see this being right. I, <laughs> no, well, it's going to be better than Suicide Squad. Let's be honest, but but I could also see this movie being really boring. Which look, which video game movies have suffered which mm-hmm. is the fate of many video game movies. I think this is going to be the one. And we're not talking about like, you know, I mentioned in the article, like I'm sick of settling for good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Warcraft was good. I know a lot of people disagree, but I thought that was good. And look, we're, I'm always going to have a soft spot for the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, we all are. Right. But, but let's be honest, you know, neither of those movies that I just mentioned are great. I think Assassin's Creed could be legitimately great. As far as its box office, could go either way. I could yes. see it getting great word of mouth and making a lot of money. It could – I don't think it's going to tank, but it also could just kind of do okay. Um, look, 
the, the cast is great. The trailers look great. I'm hoping for the best. We'll see. Okay, moving on. We go one more movie. One more oh, movie. Sorry. We gotta oh, talk. Shit. Yeah, on, I missed that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It's it's a big one. So it's one that's releasing in limited release. And this is I mentioned. I feel like way back five hours ago yes. <laughs> in this podcast. Um, Patriots Day. Which is Peter Berg directed. Right. I want to say this about Peter Berg. Peter Berg, to me, I I don't need to see another... I think he's a very mediocre director. I think he's very David Ayer-ish. Having said that, though, to me, his legacy will always be cemented with Friday Night Lights, which to me, I it's actually... You know, we talked about Miracle um, earlier... Mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights, I actually think, is the greatest sports movie ever made. Uh, That movie hits me really hard. I I think it is a phenomenally well-made movie. And I'm sorry, I I know a lot of people out there like Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is a perfectly fine movie, but it it cannot sniff the jockstrap of Friday Night Lights, okay? That's a bold statement. Friday Night Lights is a gut-wrenching film. So, But look, Peter Berg, I'm sorry, everything he's done after that... And look, oh, Battleship I like, is I what... Liked, I like the kingdom a lot. It's very underrated. Ba- Battleship is what it is. I'm not going to put a ton of blame on Peter Berg with that one. It That was destined to fail. I like the first half of Hancock. Hancock is yes. one of those movies where you can pinpoint the exact second it goes to hell. Oh, um, yeah. Lone Survivor was okay. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be. So look, I think with Patriot's Day, this one... Th- this is one I wouldn't be shocked. This is going to hit America in the feels. Yes, and look, it is it someone could. who you know I'm a Bostonian, so yeah, it obviously like hits home for me, and so yeah. it's obviously subject matter that I'm interested in taking a look at, yeah. um, covering the day, the, the events surrounding the Boston Marathon. So, and yes, Bill, you're right; it has a good cast um, with Mark Wahlberg, J.K. Simmons, uh, John, John Goodman, Goodman, Michelle Monaghan. I think is pretty good. Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon. I, I think, is underrated. So, and you know, I think with Mark Wahlberg, he is one of those. He kind of like Brad Pitt. I think he's hit or miss. Having said that, though, Mark Wahlberg always seems to do good with a movie that's a hard R. No, no. Well, actually, what I was going to say though is, I have I have a feeling that this is this is going to be one of those movies where he's really going to want to hit home and he's really going to want to deliver. Yeah, I mean, so, he's, a, he's a Boston guy, so I, I'm really hoping that this is going to floor me. I am going to keep my expectations low just because, like I said. Mediocre director. But having said that, though, look, maybe he delivers another Friday Night Lights here. Um, this is going to be interesting. I think there is Oscar potential for it, but we'll see. Uh, it's I one mean, of looking... Survivor didn't really get Oscar. Yeah, but that was I, I knew that wasn't going to get it because when I saw the trailer, I knew it was just going to be kind of a throwaway, decent war movie. Um, this, this is one that, like you said, Bill, is going to hit America in the feels. Uh, okay, following that, on the, on the 23rd of, of December, we have movies, uh, The Wasted Times, yeah, that's a foreign stuff, film, Monster we, Calls, we, Felicity oh Jones, and then we get to the 28th, uh, so this would be your pre-New Year's uh, deadline. Here is we a got a Matthew McConaughey film, Gold, uh, you know, we'll That'll see. be all right. That'll be all right. It just, but uh, the movie that I think is gonna you're going to see a Denzel nomination is Fences, which is an adaptation of the August Wilson play, which I read. I absolutely love that play. Uh, James Earl Jones was the original star of the play. Uh, Denzel, I think, has done it on Broadway. Um, he this is this is a Denzel. This is 
he's got he's gonna get nominations. Viola Davis is playing opposite him in a really great role. Uh, don't be surprised if she's up for another nomination. Michael T. Williamson's in that. Could I see him get a nomination for Best Supporting Actor? Um, and don't rule it out. I don't rule that this could be a table runner for nominations. Denzel's also directing this too, which is very interesting. Really? This is this is the type of big performance Denzel movie that I think is just gonna be like you're gonna watch this and go, holy shit, this guy is this is is this his directorial debut? Uh, I don't think it is actually. I think he's directing. No, oh no, no, he's not. He did Antoine Fisher, which was and then uh, (laughs) and then the Great Debaters, which I never saw. Hey, you and everyone else. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think so. He hasn't exactly impressed here as a director, but this movie is it's. It, you don't have to take much to direct this movie. It's a stage play. It's very character driven, I think. And the lot of the character is him, so I think this could be a, like a huge movie for him, especially when it comes to Oscar time. And then we have the requisite weirdo comedy, Why Him, with Brian Cranston and James looks, Franco. I mean, I mean, I don't like whatever. I don't it think it's going to be horrible, but it will be. It will be. It's a like that Seth Rogen Barbra Streisand movie that came out. Remember, it was like that end of December. Like, okay, here it is. You know, Brian Cranston won't let me down. I'm sure he'll be mildly amusing at least. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get to it. Uh, the big movie is being released on Friday, December sixteenth. As we head into hour twenty of this podcast, uh, we saved it for last for a reason because we wanted. To yes, we it. did. Uh, Rogue One, it's coming out. Dan, um, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, right, I, I haven't had a lot of nice things to say about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I will say this, like, and for those who haven't listened to the podcast previously, and I just want to be very clear: Star Wars, huge fan. The three greatest movies ever made, in my opinion, are the first three Star Wars movies. We sang the praises Episodes, of the, the Force Awakens in last the Force, year's end of your right. podcast. Yep, The Force Awakens was my favorite movie of the last year. So this isn't coming from a place of like, uh, I don't like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Ever since Disney announced the acquisition of Lucasfilm and that they were going to do Star Wars movies, um, the one reservation I always had were these spinoff films. I just I, I just think it's oversaturating Star Wars. We don't need them. And I just I don't like the idea of prequels and going backwards. And with this movie in particular, Rogue One, the it's it's the story for me that is really I'm down on. I just don't care about getting the Death Star plans. Because 1977 spoiler alert they get many, the Bothan, many Bothans died bringing right. the story to life, Dan. You're right. Well, that's that's all well and good, but why do I want to know about the story if I already know what happens? I know that Bothans died. I know that they get the Death Star plan. Oh, well, actually, hold on. To correct that, Bothans died getting the plans for the second Death Star bill. We don't want to get hammered on that, so let's be clear about that. Well, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> so, okay, but look. So, it's just one of these things like I – I know what happens. It's just a story I don't care about. Why do I need to see them get the Death Star plans? Spoiler alert, they get them. So this was so this was a movie that always had to sell me on the characters. And yes, the cast is good. I like the cast. I'm not blown away by the cast, but it's very solid. But when I watch these Wait, two Jimmy trailers, Smith's is Baylor Grounded and Blow You Away? Well, I don't think Jimmy Smith's is in this one. He is. As Baylor, oh. as Baylor Gana, uh, huh. re, re, uh, reconnecting his uh, prequel character. 
That I did not know. Yeah. Kind of kind of went so, under the radar announcement. I think it was like around Comic Con, and it was like not one of the big announcements. So, but but I just but, but the movie really has to sell me on the characters because it's a story that I don't give two craps about. And I'm sorry when I watched both of these trailers. I like the first one a little bit better, but in that last trailer, generic dialogue, very stilted acting. I'm not the only person to say this. A lot of other people are talking about it. There's nothing about this trailer that has grabbed me. And I also want to add, I've said this a million times, but let's not forget who the director is here. Mm. Gareth Edwards, who directed a little, who directed a little movie called Godzilla in 2014, which I'm sorry, sucks. Uh, To quote you, that blew bags. It does blow bags. And when I, and actually when I watched the trailer for Rogue One, I see a lot of that Godzilla influenced on this one. And uh, and the last thing I'm going to say before I give it to you, Bill, is I hate, 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 detest, really hate the idea that Darth Vader is in this movie. And I made this com- – I wrote an article about the Rogue One, the second trailer when it came out, and I made this comparison. This is Joe Montana playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is just kind of like a – I just hate the idea that this great villain – the greatest villain who ever has appeared in cinema is returning. He's making his grand return in this dinky little spinoff film where he's going to show up for like two scenes and then he's going to go away. I hate that. I want the last time we see Darth in it. However you want to look at it, whether the last time you want to say is episode three, revenge of the Sith or return of the Jedi. I thought both of those were great endings for Darth Vader, Obviously, Return of the Jedi being with his actual death, spoiler alert, and then with Revenge of the Sith where he's standing proud next to the Emperor and Grand Moff Tarkin overlooking the construction of the Death Star. And so it's for me, I think it's going to be a force cameo. I don't want to see it. Uh, And so they better wow me. And so I'll just end it like this. Bill. I know you're more optimistic about this film than I am. I'm an just optimistic tell me, son of tell a me, bitch. Tell me what it is that wow that that really grabbed you about these trailers. Well, Dan, you made the uh, comparison to Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs, but lest lest we forget that the great Wade Boggs had a hell of a career as a New York Yankee. Boom. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, but but we're but we're talking about arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game here. Yeah, we're, and we're talking about uh, I don't know Wade Box, but a very uh, no. very good player. Uh, so, um, what is it about the? Uh, so, what was the original question? Because I have a well, few, yes, because I, I know you're more, di- you're more optimistic here than me. So, just tell me what is it? What is it about these trailers that has grabbed you? Because nothing has grabbed me. Uh, what grabbed me about the second trailer was uh, there were quite a few things. Um, I thought the use of the music, the um, play, I believe it was on the Imperial March, the positive and negative on that, um, kind of, I really enjoyed that. These are new characters that are being introduced to me that there's something mysterious about them, and I want to know. I want to know more. Um, is the plot the most dynamic plot I've ever seen? No. Um does it have, did it give me the same tingle and magic as the first full Rogue One trailer? No, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. The first Force Awakens trailer? Right, right. Absolutely not. But there's something about this movie that, and I, listen, I have been, I was way before a lot, like you, like, oh, Gareth Edwards, ugh. But there's something about it, just like the way this could be a more 
dark Star Wars. This is a more dramatic Star Wars, a more gritty Star Wars. I, I've read reports where this is filmed almost like a war film at times. That really intrigues me. There's a lot of intrigue go I have going into this movie. Um, do I have reservations about this movie? Oh, yeah, I absolutely do. This movie, it could be a bust. This is a very interesting, and this is a, like kind of a tipping point type movie. We're going to get the, the two more Star Wars movies that are in the official canon. You know what I mean? Well, at, this is in the least. official canon too, no, no, but no, you no, mean like it. the primary episode number. Yeah, that's right. what, yeah, the primary right. episodes. That's I was trying to find the right word for it. Um, the the primary episode numbers. So we're, it's going to be very interesting to see how this fits in and how this will pivot towards these other movies that I'm, it, this has a lot to prove to me, but the trailers had something like what was shown to me, this, the, the story that was presented to me, I was intrigued by, like I said, it's not the greatest, but I was intrigued by it. these new characters. Who are they? Wow. This is some really interesting parts about them. Do I think in the first trailer that some of, of Felicity Jones's lines were kind of like, kind of dumb, like, I'm a rebel, I obviously rebel, it's like, mm, that's stupid, but there's still something about it to me that's just like, oh man, like, this could be good, like, when I got to, like, the third prequel, I was just like, ugh, I have to go see this movie, like, it was like, I wasn't thrilled by it, you know, there's something here, and I can't put my finger on it, where it's just like, it, I got chills a little bit, there wasn't the magic of Force Awakens, but this still, it still intrigues me a lot. And I'm definitely going to go see it in the movies. I definitely think there's something to it. Now, here's how I feel the criticisms are going to go. And this is what, something I can okay. definitely put my finger on. You're going to have one side that's going to be a pure apologist because it's a Star Wars movie. So they're going to apologize for all the faults. And then you're Just gonna like have, they do for episodes one and two. Yep. And you're going to have people who hammer the shit out of it because it's Star Wars. And over-criticize it. I think it's going to be in the middle. I think if I if I'm I'm going to prejudge this movie without even seeing it, will this movie be the nine nine and a half that Force Awakens was for me? No, I think it's going to be about a seven. And I think we're going to have some really good parts in this movie that are thrilling and awesome. And then I think we're going to have some eh, parts to it. But I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt that this could be a very good movie because it's Star Wars. And hey, if if that's apologetic. Because of Star Wars, then hey, I'm guilty of it. I don't care. I mean, it's kind of Star Wars, but okay, I I will I will agree. It with you. is Star Wars. It is in the canon. We have no, all no. The... I agree. Yes, it is. It's and the, the Darth canon. Vader. I thing, recognize to, that. To address uh. the Darth Vader thing, this that that's a no win Ghostbusters esque situation. It really is. If you didn't put him in, you're going to get a bazillion people bitching about it. But the fact you did put him in, a bazillion people are going to bitch about it. It's a no win situation. Okay, well, here's what I'll say about that, is that, okay, if there is a point and a purpose for him to be in the story, then okay. But, I mean, he's going to be But if they're just doing it to please fans, then I'm going to rant and rave. But is it, he's supposed, I mean, it'd be kind of weird if he wasn't there, right? Just just talking logically, like, they're building the Death Star, he's like one of the top people, he's one of the top commands in the Empire, wouldn't he be be there? I don't want him doing much, I don't want him doing much in this, though. Because I think that would really ruin it if all of a sudden he's going to have a battle with someone. You know what I mean? Well, I read a, I read a rumor a while back. I, I think this is probably just a rumor that like um, that they he they actually filmed the scene where he was doing a lot of badass force stuff, and um and the studio was a little worried that it went too dark. 
Uh, I, that was just a rumor, though. So I, I, don't I, think I do like see. Like I look at this cast, and I'm very impressed by it. Like I do like the fact Ben Mendelsohn is the villain. He's very good. Yeah, villain. I like Ben Mendelsohn you know, a lot. People might not remember the name, but he was one of the main villains in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, Riz Ahmed, who's in this, he plays Bodhi Rook. He was really awesome, and I just have to confirm that he was in this movie. He Night- was an awesome in Nightcrawler. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, who I've already sung his praises earlier. He's great. Um, Alan Tudyuk, who you might know as Pirate Steve, or you might remember from Firefly, he's going to be voicing the robot in the movie. Forrest Whitaker's always great. I, I'm a big. I like Diego Luna a lot. Yeah, uh, he's good. Yeah, so it's a good cast. So I feel like even if there's some dialogue that's kind of dicey, I think they're going to elevate it. I like the visually. I liked what they did, and it's taking us in a new direction with Star Wars. I think that like kind of like that what they're kind of promoting like that, like the, the stormtroopers running through the water, firing at people. Like it's kind of cool, man. Like uh, I dug it. I agree with you in one sense in that I like the tone. I do like, I do like that. It's a serious, darker tone. You ha- and you that had to go intrigue. that way. I think you couldn't make it the same bright. Eye- you know, you couldn't make it the same as Force awakens because people are like, uh, this isn't in the official episode list. So, all right. I feel like I, I think at the I, end of the day we're gonna look at this movie and be like, okay, of the Star Wars spinoffs, this was probably the best because I'm I, and I'll, I'll get on the same train as you. I'm not overly confident in those other Star Wars sequels. Well, not the more, sequ- yes, not sequels. I'm more I mean, the spinoffs. That's a discussion. I don't want to see that. That's no, no, but no. I, I don't think there's. I think there's a lot of people that don't want to see that. But that's a discussion for another day. I agree with that I like. The, I think some. Of, I think some of the visuals look good. I like the ships that we've seen. Yeah. But again, I, I just. I, I do worry. I think we I'm need not one more trailer by the characters. That, I think that's, need, what, that's what concerns we me. We need that one more trailer to come out. It'll probably come out probably before Thanksgiving, maybe probably around the same time that Force Awakens did. And that's the make or break trailer. I really I think. I also think that um box office wise, it's gonna look obviously it's gonna do well. But top but it's five, not it's not, it's not gonna sniff what Force Awakens did. I'm uh, telling you but now. top top five of the year? Yeah, yeah, I think it's got what be. movies this fall do you think hit the top five, hit the top five, top ten of the year? I mean it's got to be Star Wars. I think I think it might just be Star Wars. I don't you know. You don't think what Doctor Strange? Movie. No, no, definitely not. Or um, Fantastic I think Doctor Beasts. Strange. Doctor Strange is going to do. Doctor Strange will make between Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy money, which won't be top five. What's the? Uh, I'm trying to think. Where can I find the top for the? Yeah, uh, it's it's on Box Office Mojo, so I can tell you right now. I mean, if you look at what's I'm here's at the, top the ten. why. This is worldwide right now for 2016. Captain America, oh, well I'm, over. I'm only, I'm only, let's just keep domestic. Cause, All right, we can do that. Okay, because mm-hmm. right now, if for anyone who's interested, yeah, Disney has the top, uh, a number of the top ten. It's Finding Dory. It's Captain America, The Jungle Book, Deadpool, Secret Lives of Pets, Zootopia, Dawn of Justice, Suicide Squad, X-Men Apocalypse, and Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne and X-Men Apocalypse are both at 155 million. Yeah, but you said so you said top five. Now top ten. No, I'm saying top Yeah, like I, I changed it to the top ten. Um, okay, so like, then I, think, I like, think you'll see Rogue One, obviously. Um Moana. and I guess I guess Fantastic Beasts, I think you gotta put in there too. Moana, I think that could that could easily gross over 150. And Doctor Strange will probably, if we're talking top ten, yeah, it will probably get to the ten. Ha- I think it has the potential to be top ten. I could see it being in between like 
uh, Central Intelligence, Kung Fu Panda, Star Trek Beyond era area. I mean, I, I'm I'm taking. I think it's going to do better than. I think it will do a little bit better than Ant Man. And Ant Man made and Ant Man made one eighty domestic. So no, I can actually, see it less. I can see it less than Ant Man. Yeah, you might be right. I didn't. I didn't know Ant Man did that well. Um. So. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm guessing Doctor Strange will get into the so I think you'll have those the three big ones get into the top ten domestically, but whatever you know what. Well, it's, but it's interesting. It's, what's interesting about getting a movie away from the box office? We talked about a number of yes. movies, and I'm I'm, I'm moving towards uh, Oscar season. Yes, uh, because yes, let's yes. say let's speak it of six hour podcast. Um, what if, what if what if we talked about that's really could or even stuff from earlier in this year that we could really say hey, here's best picture. I don't think I, from earlier this year. I don't think you're going to get anything for Best Picture. And there are movies like The Lobster Deadpool, that I reviewed a while back um, that I think is that could get like a screenplay nomination. Maybe acting. Maybe acting. Uh, you know, Midnight Special I talked about, but I don't think that had the staying power. So I don't think there is. I think I think all the Oscar movies. I think they're all this year going to be relegated to end of the year uh, as they usually do. Do you are. think it's more smaller films that are getting the nominations and less bigger? budget epics well no i mean i i think that you're gonna see movies like i mean manchester by the sea i mean that's gonna start off in a limited release but it's going to expand in january as all these movies do um you know la la land is a movie that's gonna you know early december it's only a limited release but you can bet your ass that that's gonna get a huge release come late december early january so and i kind of think of like la la land as an epic, I mean it's a musical epic, but mm, an yeah. epic nonetheless. So we Birth always talk about we could rule out Birth of a Nation because we think that's oh, going to have an extremely yes. strong chance. Could be some controversy as we talked about with Birth of a Nation, but it's going to be a front runner, no doubt. Hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I would say though, for me, the three big front runners are Birth of a Nation, Manchester by the Sea, and La La Land. If I had to make a crazy early prediction that what's going to win Best Picture. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because we always talk about kind of the grandeur of the Oscars and that you want to see an epic win, but that didn't happen last year. Spotlight won. Uh, so, you know, could we see another movie of that ilk win this year? Maybe. I kind of have my heart set on Manchester. I, I feel like Manchester by the Sea is really the big buzz, is really the big buzz movie right now. Mm, interesting. I'm just, I'm just very interested to see. Uh, you know, in the 2010s, what has won is has been The King's Speech, The Artist, Argo, 12 Years a Slave, Birdman, and Spotlight. I mean, outside of really, I mean, yeah, I mean, 12 Years a Slave was a big production, but it was, and uh, as was uh, The King's Speech. But I mean, I mean, The Artist was kind of a. I mean that was kind of a smaller film, it was a foreign film, you but know? it was epic. It, but it but it felt it felt grand. Uh, Argo, I mean, was your it was good, but it, I mean, it, what, I mean that's. I feel like these movies are small, especially the last two years have gone. We've gone small. We've played small ball. Birdman was an epic in scope, but it was still a limited release. It was a Fox Searchlight picture. Spotlight was definitely a smaller film. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I would say Spotlight is really the. That's why I was surprised. I mean, I had it. I had it behind the Revenant um, as my winner, so I, it was my number two pick. But I was surprised because usually it's rare that a movie like that wins. Yeah. So, but I think it could be a back-to-back year where it's it's more of the smaller, more human character pieces. Although 
I mean, look, you cannot ignore Birth of a Nation, um, but it, I mean, it will be interesting to see, you know, how how people react to that. Yes, I definitely. Well, there's definitely going to be more Oscar talk, you know, coming your way. I'm sure as we get later into the year. Excellent. All right, Dan. So that uh, guys, that's the fall movie podcast. If you guys, have I'm about to collapse. Yeah, this is a, this is a long one, baby. Uh, so thank you guys for, for hanging out with us for this long, or if you listen to it multiple listens, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, Dan, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Yes, you can find me on the, the internet. You can follow me at Writer uh, and tweet me about how wrong I am about any of these movies or how right I am. And I'm, uh, when I do tweet from myself, it's at BodkinWrites. Uh, we are pop-break.com, also at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook, at popbreakofficial on the Instagram. So for Dan Cohen, I am Bill Bodkin. Thank you for hanging out with us. Master.